0: Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday, like Craftsman Tool Storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes, starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo Smart Clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and lowes.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st, U.S. only. You have reached Mouse and Ween's episode 95 of season three. Today we're going to be talking about old punk memories and fun stuff like that. Please be patient with our audio. My mic wasn't turned on. I'm a dum-dum. I don't know. Newbie mistake. But I'm not a newbie. That's the thing. These things happen. Please forgive us and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Mouse and Weens and Bass and Weens and Bass and Weens a Mouse and Weens and Bass and Weens and
0: Weens and Bass and Weens Mouse and Weens and Bass and Weens and Weens and Bass and Weens and Mouse and Weens and Bass and Weens Mouse and Weens and Bass and Weens Doo doo it's us it's Mouse and Weens There she is it's Weens over there I'm Mouse I'm Joel I'm the mom one down in San Diego Uh I'm Weens and I'm up in LA
1: And that's not too far from each other. That's an hour and a half about.
0: That's right. And we are here again for episode 95. We're almost to 100 Weens. What do you think? Can you believe it? What do you think that means? Ooh, I don't know. We're (laughs) old. Yeah. Time is flying by right now. I don't know if it's quarantine or what, but dude, I feel like I've aged five years since March. Why? I don't know. I wake up and I... These bags under my eyes, I think it's too much screen time because I'm not out and about as much. And yeah, I don't it's very know,
1: abnormal. I don't yeah. know, I've gained some weight, it's a little, it's a little uh, biscuity around the mids, but that's okay. <laughs> I think that's, I don't know, biscuity How? around the mids. That's that's well, my new just band. Think I, like of, I know, <laughs> biscuit in the mids. yeah. We don't walk so much, I guess there's a lot of sitting. Would you relate, anyone? Some people aren't at all, and they're maintaining their normal
0: weight. I How is that? I, I I, don't have the motivation to go out and work out unless I'm part of a gym, and all the gyms are, you know, questionable. And we just were entering the purple phase again tonight at midnight, so all the indoor restaurants and mean? stuff are shutting down. Oh. I don't know. It's some reading. You know, like wildfires in the red zone. We're in the purple zone. It just means it's bad, so...
1: I'm in the purple zone. I am all. I'm wearing a purple shirt. i think to relate to, to your story. Yay. Yeah, I'm sitting oh in some purple rain. Mm-hmm. Sorry to just derail your story, but you know, um, it wasn't this going is wacky. good.
0: No, Wait, it was, was, was just okay. depressing. You know. Oh, yes. Joe, come the on. Stuff. How are you? What you know you what? Let's doing? do
1: the Tony Robbins thing. Everybody, do this right now. Tony Robbins our favorite spiritual coach is he? i'm just kidding i know but um you know he's got some tricks one of them i remember was to really smile big right now do a huge
0: <laughs> smile <laughs> hey oh hi wow. that oh my really gosh works. it works is that good okay i look like a crazy person sitting in my office <laughs> with pillows all around
1: me <laughs> all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh That's
1: great. Okay. Wow. This is lifting my spirits. Does it do anything different to your face and, and your
0: brain? <laughs> yeah. I just got more wrinkles. Luckily we're not oh, filming good, this one. Good. All oh. right. Bringing it right back down. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Tony Robbins. It's uh. wait, I heard, what was that trick I told you too, that some like nerve, your vagus nerve or something gets stimulated if you smile big and then breathe and exhale. So let's do that too. Ready? Smile really big. Everybody smile really big and take a deep breath at the same time. Now exhale.
1: Keep that smile. (sighs) Okay. Now quick, Joe, go to your phone and then take a picture of your face. Ready? (laughs) One, two.
0: I don't, I'm not that quick.
1: Do do it anyway. Okay. Ready? Ready? One, one, two, two, three.
0: (sighs) (laughs) oh my god i look like a psycho i look like a muppet my mouth goes from one ear to another oh my god oh you just sent me a bunch of muppet pictures speaking of muppets oh yeah i worked on the muppet
1: movie thanks to danny finn i have to give him a shout out i don't know if he ever listens to this but he's my uh he's so cool we're in the location department together
0: and he
1: hired me he's a good irish boy
0: that sounds like a name He's the best. Oh, Danny I think he's-
1: Finn. Oh, Danny Finn. <laughs> he definitely is a Danny Finn. And uh, we worked on the Muppet movie. Call called me. I was living at Seal Beach at the time. And my main uh, place to work was Hollywood Boulevard, where I think they... Oh, that movie. And then I worked on the Wonder Woman pilot. And it was... Did it? like unprecedented you have to go to a hollywood like hollywood walk of fame committee meeting to see how much you could shut down of the street when you're filming wow. actually it was the wonder woman pilot which shut down more of hollywood boulevard than any other show up
0: really? until that
1: point but yeah muppet movie going back to that that was so fun we shot at the el capitan theater it was a real famous one where's uh, that
0: one? Was I there? Is that right where we stand? Right
1: across from the Chinese Man Theater, yeah, you'll see that. And right next to Jimmy Kimmel's. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And you know, there was this, I think it was built in the 20s, and it had this beautiful art deco carved wood. You know, everything in those theaters back in the day were so cool and yeah. intricately designed. And then in the 80s, it was the terrible 80s. They just stuccoed over everything. Oh, and no. so... There was a big restoration project to get that restored.
0: Oh, good. They got it back. Restoration
1: project to get it restored. Can you believe that?
0: (laughs) You don't say.
1: (laughs) You don't say. So anyway, we shot there. And I remember Chris Cooper was there, the famous uh, Chris Cooper, who won an Oscar for Dun, 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 dun. Can you guess? Um, Adaptation. I can't. Uh, I'm guessing uh adaptation. He was great in that. Want
0: me to fact check it while you tell your story? Sure. Okay.
1: Anyway, um, and there were about three hundred background that day because they were all doing a dance musical sequence. This is for the new uh, Muppet movie, the
0: which Jason was Jason
1: yep. Is Yeah, his name. Yeah, okay. and Amy Adams were in it, and he was the bad oil baron that wanted to take over yes. all the Muppet land. And um, okay,
0: he was. Uh, Chris Cooper was best supporting actor in adaptation, two thousand three.
1: Yeah, he was so good in that. That was one of that's still one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And cool. anyone can fight me on that. I think it's genius. But uh anyway, so I just remember this was my most prominent memory of that day. It was a few nights there, I think, but there was a 300 person background scene where they were protesting in front of the Actually, one of my Gonzo signs. I got to draw a protester sign with Gonzo and they loved it. So that's probably in there somewhere. I haven't even looked for it. But it was a scene with Chris Cooper and I think he gets bombed. And so they had a a, like they bomb him and he lands in garbage cans was the scene in the movie. And there was a, a stunt guy who was playing him and they have a little lever system where they pop it and the person goes whoa! And they jump and they fall back into the garbage cans. And it was probably about a five to six foot throw where he's Mm -hmm. on this little platform and it pops one end like a seesaw and he goes and flies into the garbage can that was the scene except 300 people are watching they're all there and the guy popped and it was way too hard so he like overshot it by 10 feet and slammed against the wall and landed on his back that was one of them and everyone 300 people just going "Oh!" oh and then they reset it, and then they did it again, and this time it, like, slammed Same him. Same guy?
0: He wasn't hurt? Same
1: guy. Yeah. These yeah. stunt guys go through it. And the, he, I think it was four or five times, just kept getting slammed against the wall and finally landed. And I just remember going up to him, and uh, he was on his back. And I was like, are you okay? And he just goes, I'm good. Yeah, fine. And its wind had completely been knocked out. And then later oh, I talked God. to him, and he's like, yep. Well, Vicodin's a beautiful thing We all do it And it was one of those moments of Just these guys get beat up So
0: Yeah, holy moly So all you um, Stunt people, wannabes out there I'm talking to you, Diego This is my friend's son He just went over his mountain bike in a bad way And got it on film And slammed Mm. his head, got a concussion Might have broken a rib But came out of it going, I want to be a stuntman Oh no! no. (laughs) I know but, um,
1: I don't know. I mean, he could have a really good career and I it could know, be wonderful. Yeah. There's just, there's also, uh, well, you talked to David Roldan, who was on The Rookie, and he was in Iron Man and a bunch of other big films.
0: Yeah. Do you remember his story? I was busy looking at the exhumed bodies with Charlotte, I think, while the. That- well, he was telling the boys okay. that so story, he but, was, I yeah. brought
1: Joel and the kids and everyone to the set of The Rookie, and they were watching the serial killer episode where the dead bodies got dug up in Griffith Park, but we were talking to David Roldan, who's a stunt coordinator, he's awesome, and he was in the Iron Man movie, and I think he was coming off of a line from a helicopter jumping onto a boat, hmm. and he, like, snapped his Achilles heel or something, and then had to push through it, and it was either... It was just like one more take. You could do it. And so we had to push through all the pain and get the shot. I can't. You were there for the story. You don't remember this? Not you have a better I, memory of, than me. yeah. No, I don't
0: anyway, remember. Anyway, yeah, there are
1: just, many stories of pushing through it to get the shot, which is the
0: film business. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I. Yeah, as an older lady here, uh, we did our dumb little spoof of, um, of Greatest American Hero. Everybody go to Instagram, Mouse and Ween's. And scroll down, look for the one with me in a blonde wig. (laughs) And we we had to reenact just like a snippet of the intro. We were doing this little contest of guess this 80s show. And you made me roll. You were filming. You made me roll in costume uh, on the landing, right? It looks like he slams into the building and then rolls. And so I had to kind of jump into this little sand pit that we have in our backyard and roll a little bit. And it's only, I don't know how tall I It's four feet down. And I just had to land on my shoulder and roll. I had to do two takes. I was in so much pain. It was so stupid. I I can't believe (laughs) these guys can handle that. You were a
1: very complainy actress, by the way. Hey! You were. You were like, it's hot. I don't want to do this. I was like, all right, but think of the final product. Just can we do it twice? You're like, I don't want
0: to. (laughs) What? I was not that bad at all. You were a little bit. We were like, like, can we just hurry up? I'm like, all right, get, get this diva out of here. It was like 90 degrees, and I was wearing flannel PJs and a wig. Oh, right. Mm. We were wearing
1: Iron Man suit. We completely got our superheroes mixed up. The greatest American (laughs) hero is the true superhero, everybody. That's right. Uh,
0: Wasn't he Anyway, so the
1: Muppet movie was great. I was so happy to work on that. It was like the childhood dream. That was back in the day before I was completely jaded, and uh, Mm. it was so excited. I'm just kidding, but not really. But I was excited (laughs) to be... I was like, if I could work on anything Jim Henson and anything with Adam Sandler, I will be happy. Yeah. And then I worked on both of those things. I did Yay. it. Adam Sandler, Just Go With It movie, and then did The Muppets. And then I got to work with Brian Henson and Morgan Spurlock on a side um, pilot that never got released. It was called Guano. Uh-huh. And And, uh, which, if anyone knows, means uh, bat turns. Yeah, bat poop. Wow. But it's standard for, like, global it's world. It's standard? <laughs> It's standed for what it, did I say it's standed for? Yes. It stood for golly,
0: you're on a roll. That's okay. Get her talking about bad poop. You know what? Out.
1: This stuff happens when you're on a roll and you know English,
0: <laughs> or at least you
1: think you do, and then uh, things will come out and you listen back and you go, What is wrong with my yeah. brain and mouth?
0: No, I know. I did a whole funny video on the cat snoring yesterday, and at the very end, I was like, She's so funny, she's great. Oh, haha, this cat, she. It's a boy. I know my cat's a oh, boy. Weird. But I don't know. In the heat of the moment, I kept calling him a girl. Yeah. A
1: weird. lot of people say, we should have went there. And that oh, one drives me crazy. You know what one. drives me crazy, guys? And this is so snooty. I'm going to blame our uh, Nazi grammar mother, but it's the your without the apostrophe R-E. Oh, no. But I know that sometimes when I'm typing fast on the telephone,
0: well, I we all have too. them. Yeah.
1: And it'll go sometimes to your, and then I get so, but I'm
0: like, yeah. it's apostrophe uh, I know. Well, boys and girls, if there is two words, you are, or they are, the apostrophe takes away the A. You can squash them together. That's all it is. Same
1: Conjunction. Yes. Conjunction.
0: It's, it's so easy to think about yeah. it that way. Yet. So you good.
1: know what? I heard the word conjunction from our friends at Balls. What is the name of their podcast, Joel? Who are we talking about? Who were the ladies you were just talking about that you said you like?
0: Oh, Brilliant Observations.
1: I was listening to Brilliant Observations this morning, and they mentioned conjunctions.
0: Oh, hey. Isn't that cute? Like, I was on a hike. Like brains. All right, go yes. back to your uh, Morgan Spurlock story.
1: Morgan Spurlock, and that was a good one. Brian Henson, I got to spend some time with him, and I was so happy Rita Perugia is the producer and asked me to be on that. And I did some location managing for them and found all their locations. It was a pilot that never went, but it was very funny. They had a they wanted to have a equivalent of like a Ted Koppel. Scratch that, reverse it. It was a Howard Cassell type Muppet who oh. would be talking about issues in the community, which at the time we focused on uh, should pot be legal or not. And so this commentating puppet would go around and just talk about, like, actual
0: issues in the community and that kind of thing. So it was that's really cool. cool. I love the concept. It so just... that's why Henson's son was involved, because the puppet part.
1: Yeah, and it was so – I kept trying to ask Jim Henson questions. And
0: was he nice? One of them, I remember,
1: was him – I'm like, what? So what was he like? He goes, oh, yeah, dad was surrounded by – people all the time and at the time of Dark Crystal there were just truckloads of money coming in and yeah he always remained super calm within this big you know money was coming in high pressure here's an opportunity to do this great movie and he always remained very calm and diplomatic and cool and everybody else was wild and, and he was just kind of a straight and narrow uh-huh. focused a soft-spoken soul I'm sure a lot of people know that but I can see I that Yeah, Yeah. I loved it. I would would definitely do anything Muppet again, but now they're owned by Disney, and it's all different. Taken over.
0: They had, they had that big theater at um, California Adventure, the park down here in Anaheim, and it, I think, got taken over by something else. Finally, I think Frozen took over. Because I was like, I don't know, who's really, are people really into the Muppets much anymore? And I they think tried there to, was
1: a woman who was younger. Sorry.
0: Yeah. They tried to reinvent the Muppet show and bring that back. Like with modern commentary, kind of like the office. Remember that for a while?
1: I think it did not do well. People tried to watch it and it was a little too snarky for everyone's taste. Mm-hmm. So I think the little Disney people tried to go too saucy with it. Mm-hmm. Stick to but, the movies. Uh, stick to the Manhattan. gentle soul. It's just so hard. That was, I remember Henson also was saying, um, he said something to the effect of, "I was very afraid to launch the Muppets because I felt like I was going to be seen as a do-gooder."
0: Was like mm. his quote,
1: and he, you know, it was a little sappy, saccharine, sweet. He was worried about that, but he did it anyway, and people really respond to that. Aww. So much That's like funny. your Coldplay that you're in love with, Chris Martin. He keeps Ugh. sending me these videos. I'm like, relax. I don't. I I'm not
0: into him. In it. I'm trying to make you like love him like I do. And I don't know what but it he's is. a What's good going sweet with my soul. Brain?
1: You're probably horny.
0: You need sex. <laughs> is that what it
1: is? Yes, that's <laughs> Stay it.
0: That? Oh, yeah, I'm shit.
1: sure. I mean, what All are you right. not getting in your marriage that Chris well, Martin is giving no, you?
0: That can be remedied. I can I can work on that department. But right,
1: but you want this gentle sweet? Are you getting nostalgic? Because I certainly am.
0: I think maybe that's it. Yeah, I want to go back to just like oh, remember when I, we could go to concerts and. I could, yeah. I don't know. I can drive around with my windows down and blast my music. Well, that's not a problem, but what was it? Well, I, I got nostalgic
1: the other day, too. Maybe it's a lot of time to sit around and think, but um, our good friend, Sean P. Hughes, came into town. He was by you, so yeah. I came down to visit. And then um, Sean is a lovely human being. I've always loved him from years and years ago, probably met him in 93 or something, or maybe mm-hmm. even earlier, but when I was dating this guy. Up in El Sobrani, and
0: yeah. he
1: worked for the Primus guys, and uh, it was that whole El Sob number one world, and...
0: Yeah, wait, if say they that again. you don't know so, that. Yeah, Primus was a band, is a band. Are they still together? Yes. Doing like and punk, funk, you know... Whatever, in Red you... Hot Chili Peppers when they first came out, they were all
1: kind best. of. But I would never put them in the same category because the Chili oh, really? Peppers blow donkey dorks. Yeah. Wait
0: a minute! All I'm right. sorry, I'll well, we'll come back to that. But... Okay,
1: yeah. but um, yeah, they were very cool. Who would they play on the bill with? I remember them seeing them with um when they got bigger. Jane's Addiction. <laughs> no, Jane's Addiction and the Pixies. But yes, Fungo oh, yeah. Mungo. And the whole a buzz, it, it was very like white guy front man Like bu-paw, 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 With the Bootsy Collins Yeah funk. Yeah yeah That was big in the Bay Area In like I don't know ni- Mid 90s And uh, Sean P Hughes actually also would go to those shows too I was at all those little Funky Dunk shows I um, you know
0: I know Whole point
1: Yeah We met with him It was great It was so fun And then it got me Really nostalgic For that time period Because it was A really sweet time And the music Was great in the Bay Area In the mid 90s and then we started sean's in this documentary called turn it around the story of east bay punk and that reminded me of all the i've watched it and i'm like oh my gosh i know that person i know that person and then thank uh, you for letting me
0: log into amazon because i watched it too it was so i didn't know this was all going on kind of right under our noses and to look back at it in a documentary and go we lived through that that's so cool
1: so where were you? I mean, I was at Gilman a little bit, probably not the same as the people Gilman Street for the people that don't know is this uh kind of co-op music scene music club mm-hmm. in Berkeley and it was uh kind of run by the kids. There was one guy at the helm, Tim, can't remember his last name, but um mm-hmm. it was the whole idea was all ages, we don't drink here, we don't fight, we don't discriminate we're just this cool it's for bands to play and mostly punk music and people off the fringes and they would have a co-op and they'd have meetings to discuss like what's going on with our business and this and that and anyone was invited it was really
0: cool it was almost born out of all these garage bands getting together and wanting to play punk music but then getting um harassed by skinheads or parents or clubs or people kicking them out of places and they're like, I know it's punk, but we're just kids. We just want to play. And
1: Yeah, they didn't really have a place to go. So. Yeah,
0: so this was like a safe place. But then they realized all the drinking and drugs and stuff would create chaos with the mosh pits. So then they made their own rules. So it's kind of yeah. straight edge. Is that considered straight edge?
1: I would say, yeah, it's probably under yeah. that more umbrella of that. I mean, I'm sure people, I'm vaguely remembering like drinking outside and then going in. So I'm sure there were people like that but yeah the idea was that it's not going to be a yeah one of those places yeah so, this is so. All
0: going on I think uh, I remember it like 87 88 89 90 like that those are my oh, yeah so years. It was earlier yeah and I was hanging out with all the skater guys and like the waivers and the you know mods mm-hmm. whatever we called ourselves and but I also had a foot in the jock and the Nerd mm-hmm. pools. You're a diplomat. <laughs> I, was, I was friends with yes. everybody, but um, I remember, yeah, Pete Tisa and his brother Paul Tisa, and Rabid Lassie was big, and they—that was Joey Vila, I think he was at Cal High, and so that was the crew that I kept hearing from, and then all my skater buddies had their own little garage band, Broken Image, and mm-hmm. they would play with those guys um, at different like just house parties and stuff like that. I don't know if they played at any clubs with them.
1: I heard that rabbit last year. I didn't know much about it, but I heard that they were. Yeah.
0: uh, And then Christian, remember remember Christian, he would draw all the logos on his textbooks like that. I think I still have some of the drawings and stuff like that too. I'll show you.
1: Um,
0: Well, I could, I could post it on social media. I'll put some of the old, old, I kept my book covers. Can you believe it from high school? Oh my god, you're a you keep the everything bands and stuff like that. Yeah, stickers, all my ticket stubs. Yeah. I've got them all. I'm an archivist. Anyway,
1: this documentary, the Turn It Around, was. i sorry, I just derailed that, but that's no, cool. no, no. I'm glad hear. that you're an archiver. Thanks. But um, it's <laughs> it's really it's two and a half hours, but it gets a lot of people from the scene. Now they should have had Dave Barley on there. Yeah. He was around. He was my ex and he uh i talked to him recently and and mm-hmm. he was around that whole very beginning of the gilman street and uh and so sean was on there he was being interviewed and
0: uh there well tell like, the connection of sean like why it was relevant to the documentary he was friends with dave
1: and he was in the band desecrated morals with the guys who ended up going into a band called Sweet Children. So first it was Desecrated Morals back in the 80s. And I don't want to quote what date it was because I'm not sure he'll he'll be able to. I wish he could would come on here. He's not going to come on. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, he doesn't want We got to get him on here. Maybe I'll call him and see if he could do just a two-minute take because I don't know all the inside and outs. But yeah. Desecrated Morals was with um, Mike Pritchard. Who we know from Green Day and mm-hmm. Billy Joe Armstrong, and the drummer at the time was not Trey; it was somebody else. And then uh, Sean was on bass, so it was a four piece. And then I think they went and became uh, Sean left or something. And then they became Sweet Children, which I think was the three piece, which then would become Green Day. And then oh my gosh, they kind of uh, they did okay for themselves. I yeah, heard.
0: have you heard of the yeah. Green Day? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So. Well, this documentary was so cool because it showed footage of Sean playing bass, and it was like their first uh, Aww, video. They set up a so camera cute. in somebody's backyard, and they uh-huh. were like, "Let's just do all of our songs on a video." And it's little Billy Joe Armstrong. I mean, they must have been in high school. With and little like puffy curly hair, yeah, like, little Super mullet, cute. yeah, yeah. It's so, fun. but was good, and, and you can tell it's him. I mean, it's his same voice, and
1: and he's a nice guy. And I love Mike. I was telling Joel and Sean that. Uh, he was the first one that taught me guitar chords so Mm. (laughs) I have to say thank you for for my great career that I have uh, stuck with in guitar (laughs) but uh no he taught me and it was at Ben from Aconochrist if anybody knows the old punk scene I forgot but I saw the documentary and I go I couldn't remember what house he taught me guitar and I was like you know that house we used to go to and it was this white Mm two-story Victorian house like I think it was El Cerrito it might have been Berkeley and and then I saw the documentary, and then I was like, the singer of Econo Christ, Ben. That was his house. Oh. So all of this started bringing up memories. And then there was a brief time where I dated Lent. We called him back in the day, but Tim Armstrong from
0: Was he Ranson. the guy with the tattooed head? Yeah. And the beard? Yeah. That was him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, she can't be talking about this guy. Is it this guy? Oh gosh. He was old so cute. From. He was so cute. Yeah. The old so picture cute was super back in the day.
1: Cute. But I was very like, no you're not gonna unless you're my girlfriend unless you get to know me Wait, No, unless funny you're business. my girlfriend oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was a woman back then <laughs> just kidding no um i was very uh prudish you wouldn't think this about me but i was a little like no one's locked gonna disrespect up, huh? me i locked it up so they would come out i was staying with this we all like as kids mom would she? I don't. Does not like this period of my life. But I stayed in Pleasant Hill. There was some weird old guy who let young kids stay at his house, and we didn't have any money. And it was like me not and Jen. Not weird and at all. Not weird at all. But he didn't touch anybody. He did he didn't not. Touch but it was anybody. It was a weird situation where we were young kids with no money, and it was a it was a launching point for me to get my own place. But
0: these wait, guys... he lived there too. He wasn't just like the landlord. Yeah,
1: no, he uh... lived there creep a and uh he liked to take pictures of people he was a weird dude his i, I don't even want to say oh his name i'll probably self-destruct but uh yeah i'm sure he's i don't Ew, know we
0: should look him up see if he's still around okay doing let's
1: look him up he was a freaking weirdo but i got out of there very quickly it was okay. a brief period but i remember the rancid guys tim and lars would come out to pleasant hill all the way there just to hang out for a couple hours with me and my friend jen and uh
0: was this bachata jen yeah and Yay, um, go back to our bachata episode the bachata
1: jen. episode yeah she was dating lars and i don't know i said was i dating tim mm-hmm. but it was like why would they come all the way out there and we and we had like we're in pleasant hill we had nothing to offer there it's like hi
0: and i have pictures i'll, I'll oh, post you some girls. pictures of them. you had something to offer yeah, well, you were you were making it you were making the hunt
1: difficult. They did not get okay. And then one story I remember we were driving, we picked up Tim, so I was kind of like we were hanging out. I'll just say quote unquote hanging out. We okay. were like dating, hanging out. I don't even know what, but we picked him up once from their place. They all live in this punk rock pad, like right by Ashby Bart, the- <laughs> Ashby Bart, in Berkeley. I was trying to Bart, think of what it was Bart called. The
0: Bart Station is like our over. It's like
1: the yeah. Subway, but not. A it's subway. like the subway, yeah. and then we picked him up, and Mikey Weiss, who was in a band called Dan- Dancehall Crashers, they were kind of big, oh, yeah. that world. And
0: that's Mikey more ska, right? Ska punk, yeah, and-
1: ska. They were fun, and Jen was in the car, and then we picked up Lint, but whose name is Tim? We used to call him Lint back then, and then uh. He's like, all right, hey, where are we going? Or no, he got in the car and then he started talking about how he's on a whole new workout regimen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, uh, buff. I'm, I'm, been working out. I'm gonna get real buff, and, and, uh, I've cut out all meat and all cheese and all dairy. And I was like, oh, dang, because, um, and then he was like, where are we going? I was like, oh, we're going to a cheese tasting. He's like, no. I'm like, yeah, we're. We picked you up to, to get down to that local cheese tasting. You and he was like I don't want to go. I just said I don't eat cheese. And I was like, Ah, sorry, I don't he goes, Let me out. We're like, No, we're just he's like, let me out and he opens a car door and he jumps out where well, we're still moving. Oh my god. Because he didn't want to eat cheese. There's one of the stories.
0: <laughs> I you was like, really I was just kidding. Cheese
1: tasting, were you no, we were going cheese. to like a club or something. Yeah. So that was, he was a weirdo, but he was, he was so like aloof and strange that it was kind of, in- I always like the weirdo you love guys, these so. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Julianne.
0: Yeah. Guess what? What? We have a sponsor. Who? This is Pink Pearl Beauty. Yahoo! You guys. All right. This is our friend, Naomi. In all seriousness, Julianne. We know Naomi. Yeah. She's amazing. Tell me what you remember about her.
1: I remember you guys were in a movie about Newbin Goldstein and you played a hot saucy lady and she played, did she have an asparagus shooter? Some kind of James (laughs) Bond
0: lady? Yeah, she was my friend in high school, your friend and she's an awesome person. She really is a great girl. and Mm -hmm. Always smiling, I remember that. Yeah, super happy and funny and fun and great sense of music and style and taste. and, And energy! Yes, and like Cool hair and makeup, and started this company, Pink Pearl Beauty. It's the cutest stuff. Let's talk about what we can see because everybody needs to go here and do some it's Christmas shopping. It's super cute.
1: It's a little punk, a little pretty.
0: Yeah. And some
1: of the product we have Precision Eye Definer Black Pen, we've got loungewear set. So there's really cute and cool, kind of so punky, hip, comfortable
0: slippers, pajamas. This is what I want for Christmas. You can just shop here. The fedora. Okay. I want
1: the black fedora.
0: Yeah, I like the fedora. They're really cute. Look at they're And
1: charcoal masks and lash and brow serum. She's like a, about her, she's been a makeup artist for a long time. Just by looking at Look the pictures. At her. her makeup looks gorgeous. So
0: yeah, and her cute hair and cute colors and she's mm-hmm. great. So check out her site, you guys, Pink Pearl Beauty. If you go to mouseandweens.com, we will put a link to her site there. And all you have to do is enter Mouse and Weens20 at checkout on pinkpearlbeauty.com and you will get twenty percent off your order. Yay. So go to mouseandweens.com. Look for the logo, Pink Pearl Beauty. It's a cute little pink skull. P-I-N-K P-U-R-L Beauty.com. Type in Mouse and Weens twenty at checkout and get your twenty percent off. Woohoo! Yay! You always had. You were friends with Puck from Real World. You would Yeah. Bring these these weirdos. Yeah, but they were fascinating. But fascinating at a distance but you would bring him into the inner folds it was, it was yeah a, they would
1: end up at our house the mm-hmm. puck was at the christmas tree farm with dad did we already tell the story
0: i think so somewhere but tell it again it's funny
1: okay i'll make it quick puck from the real world san francisco if anyone remembers that in our our age he was my friend and he came over one time and it was right it was the morning that we were going to go cut Christmas trees at the local Christmas tree farm. It was a big tradition. It was a family thing. And then he just shows up, and I was like, oh, okay. I guess. And my dad thought he was so great. He, They were both, like, ADD, weird, you know.
0: Yeah, high energy, like, oh, so passionate.
1: Yeah. yeah. So dad loved him, and I was like, oh, this is my only connect. I was always trying to get the attention of my dad. Oh. Daddy issues. And yeah. I was like oh this is our one time to have like focused one-on-one time because we were going to drive me and him in one car and then you and mom and the other so i was like mm-hmm. oh this is-. and then puck shows up he's like <laughs> i'll go with you we'll cut down trees and i just remember i was like mad i was like pouty like oh this guy comes my dad loves him now we don't have any so i like rode with you guys in the car behind we went to the christmas tree yes. farm oh
0: my God. yeah
1: and then, because uh, I think the tree only fit in one car, but he didn't have, like, we had to take the seats out, so we didn't have enough to seat all of us now. Why don't we wrap it on top of the car? I don't know. It it's, doesn't make any sense. All I remember <laughs> is, dad was a PE teacher, so he had a bullhorn in the car that he'd yell at his kids with. So we're pulling up to the Christmas tree farm, you, me, and mom. Puck and dad had already, you know, they were ahead 20 minutes or something, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then all we hear, we see them and they're like skidding out and laughing or something and leaving. They were like, bah! And then people are stirring and they're kind of walking around like, what is that? And it turns out that they were later. We find out the story that they had been on the bullhorn. Puck grabbed it. He was like, please pay attention. People of the Christmas tree farm, there's a bear loose in the Christmas tree farm. A bear loose. Go to your cars. Be protected. You know, blah, blah, blah. Those motherfuckers completely derailed our one, like, connected Christmas time and thought it was hilarious and... Ruined everyone's day. I know. We would
0: always sing carols in the car. Then we get our hot chocolate and our candy canes. and It was yeah. such a tradition. Yeah, Once a year, we had happiness. Yeah, and, and we'd run ruined. our... No, we had one that... We had run... Know, Dad okay. would always hide in the Christmas trees. This was at yeah. the snow... It's an old Christmas tree farm, if anyone knows the Bay Area. No, this Bay. was
1: right, but this one was in San Ramon. The Christmas tree farm that everybody would fight oh, at. This uh, was the place where in our junior high, they would go, I'll meet you at noon at the Christmas tree farm. Oh, that was yeah. the fight
0: place. Yeah. It also was the hiding place of some, like, uh, serial killer that was, like, haunting no. the... Yeah, neighborhood. They found him no. in somebody's backyard um, right outside the Christmas tree farm. So he was using what? that as a hideout. Yeah. I'll look the it Gordon up. Golden Killer? It, yeah, it was, I don't know if it was the East Bay Killer. But. You know what?
1: Richard Ramirez, speaking of the El Sobrani guys, I yeah. think, okay, Sean or Dave, you need to help me with this, but Richard Ramirez was renting a room from someone in El Sobrani that was their friend. Oh, my God. And like, he rented the back house on the property. What? Oh, can you imagine? Oh. Uh. People. Yes. Check, do background checks, <laughs> I always. Know.
0: I don't think we had the technology is back then. This pre-internet. Oh. Oh. Okay, let's see. San Ramon, I'm Googling. San Ramon Christmas Tree Farm, serial killer. Um, okay, well, this makes for good radio. Ha-cha-cha. Did, how did the rest of the day with, at the Christmas Tree Farm? I
1: looked him happened. up recently because, you know, His
0: I name have His name's Dave s- Rainey, by the way. Yeah.
1: Well, Dave Rainey can suck a fat one, excuse <laughs> my French, but he left me stranded in the middle of Salt Lake City. Uh, I don't know. We won't get into that story. Yeah, Yeah. he was doing mushrooms with a Hungarian wrestling team and didn't pick me up from the
0: airport. As one does, no, because that's what we do when we go on vacation.
1: (laughs) Yes, so he's on mushrooms. Doesn't pick me up. The airport's about to close. It's ten thirty at night. I have to go with a shuttle driver to his brother's house. His brother and his wife to a shuttle driver I never had met before and sleep in their downstairs guest bedroom. Because I had nowhere to stay, and it was at Park City. We were going to Sundance Film Festival, and there was everything was rented out. Yeah. So
0: fuck The guy's that a, guy. little a, a little bit of a narcissist, a little bit of a oh yeah weirdo.
1: And I, uh, this is called the Eggled Ice. We'll never talk to that guy again. Yeah. So Eggled Ice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, freezer I
0: someone. I can't find it. Maybe it's urban legend, but I I'll I'll look it up. I'll put okay. it on our social media also.
1: Okay, so why don't you tell me what you thought about that punk documentary? Because you, I would think that you would look at it and be a little like, ew.
0: No, here's my thought. I honestly went back and and hearing all of these punks talk about it now, right? Because they're interviewing all the people that used to be there back in the scene. It really was sad because it was like, these were the kids that were kind of the misfits, right? They didn't fit in with any one group of people in their school or whatever it was. And they weren't having something fulfilled. So um, they found this co-op, this Gilman club and all these bands that they loved. And these were all the people that spoke to them and the music that spoke to them. You know, it was like, got out all their aggressions, but in kind of a safe way. And you see all the stuff that like, you know, tattoos. And then what was that one girl band that they were just like, pouring blood on themselves oh, yeah. and all crazy and like ripped clothes and nudity it and- was l7 or a bikini kill yeah but <clears throat> okay so I can was i was say like, something
1: though this is yeah. where i still i'm totally cutting you off no that, no i'm just i get incensed yeah go ahead are you done yeah okay uh, not really, but
0: i just wanted to say though i i felt for those people because at the time i probably looked down my nose and, like, I why was are you those guys doing that? You why? look down on me. But then I was hanging I out, was out with those skater person. guys and stuff, too. I mean, my first boyfriend, Marty, had, like, eyeliner and, you know, crazy clothes and spikes Okay, but this in his is jacket. where
1: I do have a visceral still to this day, like, mm-hmm. reaction of, like, that sucks because I was that person being looked down on in the family, too, and it was – ultimately good clean fun Mm -hmm. and i know it might look scary from the outside but this is where i was really rebelling against the idea of being judged so harshly when someone didn't understand what it was about right and i still am like that where i don't like that like little snooty tooty and like why don't you hang out and find out people aren't drinking they're not doing drugs this is good and then just well i don't they've got a tattoo that's what I know. Off. I know.
0: I was a little conformist. I don't know. It just, that's the way I was built to just follow along okay. and do the normal quote unquote normal thing. But I was always type A success driven had to go to college, had to get the good job. And so you hear all the things like, well, you can't get a good job with tattoos up your arms. And why would you want to hurt your body and do all these things to yourself? So but you
1: still talk to Toby about that.
0: Yeah, I know. Did you hear his dumb joke? The boys were talking to me about this and they're getting fascinated with tattoos and I'm trying to come around on it, but I guess I still have some old deep seated stuff about tattoos, which is like you have this beautiful body that, and especially as a mom, I'm like, I, I exercised, I took such good care of myself to grow these little babies in my belly that they pop out and they're beautiful and they're natural. And that's just the way that, you know, God or the universe or whatever you want to say made you. And why would you, tattoo yourself all up and you know you're beautiful as you are like you don't need artwork on your skin to be cool or make people think you're something you're not like just be yourself anyway but what if
1: something you are is that
0: i know i know and i'm trying to see that side of it and like even this documentary is kind of opening my eyes to that even more and more and i hope i'm not as judgmental but anyway i was still kind of putting some of that on toby he's like well mom but i love tattoos i'm like okay well yeah but you're not going to want to get them your arms and down your hands because i'm sorry but people still do judge that probably when you go to a job interview and they see tattoos on your arms or your hands you may not get the good job and then elliot goes but what if you what if he gets tattoos that say i like work At the job That's interview. pretty awesome. I
1: actually really do like
0: <laughs> So that was great. <laughs> it's kind I'm of like, a genius. Yeah, okay. Well that might be a good workaround. I'm behind. What if that you got one. a
1: neck tattoo and said
0: I'm employable? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's five hundred bucks. Go do it, son. That's a good idea. Yeah. I uh, like that. So Go yeah. For Elliot. That was it. That's so cute. So yeah. I like work where-
1: I get it from both sides, but I also get it at some point there is a release of control and then I think as the adult you need to check yourself and not judge as best as possible, realizing I just remember feeling so upset that some of the kids that were the my friends with tattoos in Berkeley were some of the most kind-hearted, loyal people in the world. Yeah, And then the douchebags back in San Ramon were some of the biggest date-rape jerks. But they would look better on paper, and you right. could bring them home. And they would go, thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. And they were the biggest assholes in the world. Right, And
0: but, that's what I was so bothered by. But don't you think, too, that so when mom and dad see you starting to out, right, you started dyeing your hair and getting like nose tattoos and stuff like that. And they're like, okay, yeah. she's going through something. Let's try to talk to her. And dad would sit down with you and be like, let's talk. What's going on? He would, you would talk. probably go like, fuck you. And like, no, you know, I kick in not. a door or something. You were such a, not true. I don't true. Think you remember all the stuff you used to do. That was destructive. Nobody sat
1: down and said, let's talk about this. I don't know. What's happening? Dad was freaking
0: so into psychology. He sat down with me a whole bunch and was always like, let's sit down and talk. And I would roll my eyes and do it bare minimum. But we would have family meetings. We would do all this stuff. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember remember
1: a real effort to like, oh, let's. But also it was immediate shame and judgment like it was the same thing as a tattoo like you're doing that therefore you're bad and you're dying your hair therefore
0: you have issues and
1: what if you're just expressing yourself and what if
0: i'm better at it though i'm getting i see the other side so you're judging me for being judgmental but i am seeing it more and i'm not like how i might have been when they were no i think
1: you're better and i think all of this is i think now people's eyes are open a little more to, you know, if someone has bright red hair, they might be that. Yeah, it's very
0: normalized now. And I think we're also letting go of all the old, you know, probably Christian morals that our parents had, because that's what was instilled in them. Those
1: are what fucked up the... I know. I, okay. It's all I the generational
0: those... stuff, which is funny, because they came out of the 60s, which would, you'd think would make them these open-minded hippie people, but they were more of the conservative side.
1: I didn't realize that, that we... That we were way more conservative than I thought, and more apolitical than I thought. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I guess all of that stuff came up while watching this documentary—the yeah. the nostalgic part—and then also a little bit. Obviously, I've not processed everything fully. Ooh. That um, no, I mean, I have. But you know, new fodder I
0: for therapy. This is good. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> it's
1: it is processed, but also I just still see. I saw Warren. Moran Fitzgerald is my ex, and his sister dealt with their son. Um, you know, he wanted to dye his hair black and wanted to paint his nails black, and mm-hmm. and they were just—I remember—they were just so accepting. They're like, "Oh yeah, he likes that," and it mm-hmm. was so supported. And and then he just decided not to, and then didn't after that. It was, but just seeing how someone handled it with more of, "Oh okay, cool," they're just expressing themselves. Yeah. I just like that. It was so nice to see. And who knows? I might have been a scary person.
0: Right. right. Well, I think I you were probably part of the conversation where Toby was, he's really into all these rappers. And, um, you know, I can't think of any other names right now, but one that stands out is Post Malone. Not that he's into him, but the fact that he has face tattoos. And Toby, like, idolizes these guys and has posters all over his walls and is buying all the gear online and this whole thing. And I'm like... Dude, and he started asking about face tattoos. And that's when I said, look, <laughs> you might get yeah. some looks if you're tattooing your face. You're my baby. You're 14. No, 15. So, I mean, you have to, as a parent, advise them, don't you? Or are you yeah. should you just be like, sure, go for it? You know, like there's I a, would just have a more of
1: an adult conversation where there's not the shame element, in my opinion, fucks people, the kids up. Yeah. Right. And it. It's like, why would you? Oh God! But you won't get a job. But what are you in prison? It's all that stuff that is like belittling and shameful. I would just tone do you think all I would do back. that? Have you heard me talk like that? I would say a little bit of the. You're gonna get mad at me though. I hate saying all this stuff. That's okay. But, uh, I am gonna
0: defend myself though because I do have a reason. But go ahead. Okay, <laughs>
1: you're already ready. Um. If you had more of the like, sit down and really try to talk about it and ask questions and go, okay, what's your opinion on this? And I know they're young, and I know a little bit of fear might be the thing that helps steer out of it. But I would uh, – the judgment of that will land you in uh, unemployment for the rest of your life and all that. I mean, I think there needs to
0: be a little bit of a more neutral dialogue around that. Right. Yeah, I get it. I do get it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also see the permanence of a face tattoo on a 15 year old and but he, do you think he really would? Sorry. I don't know. I don't know what he's capable of. So I think I'm laying out the truthful ways of the world for him. And I'm like, look, as someone who went through stuff, like I went to Berkeley and I pierced my ear. I have like five holes in one ear and, you know, I would wear all black and heavy makeup. And so I went through stuff too. But the permanence of it i always knew somewhere like okay this is just i can take out the earrings and i can i can yeah. morph back into whatever i go through in the future i don't know so that's i just think the yeah i come from you can so,
1: put the f- little bit of fear in of, in of the con- consequences i guess god my mouth yeah um,
0: that and then i even found some tattoos online that were the kind that stay for like three or four weeks and then they eventually disappear yeah. And they're kind of expensive. I go, hey, if you want to save up your money for that, that's fine. Do these. They don't stay forever. Mm-hmm. And
1: there's not How serious do you think it is or do you have no idea? Like, is it something he would really go? Like, I did. I did a weird prison tattoo at 14. Yeah. Well, so I could say that it's not the best idea because then I got it removed by our Aunt Karen at the yes, dermatology Dermatologist. Dermatology. With mom. Mom merged me down and took me to L.A. to get it removed.
0: Yeah, but you wanted like, to uh, at that point, right? You were over it yeah no it was... oh see full circle it was a red hot chili peppers symbol which
1: oh god i like to say it was a native american symbol that i created oh. in my own 14 year old mind yeah that was uh <laughs>
0: that was a terrible she was really into chili peppers now she hates them so yeah. yes well, we have a chili peppers yeah. episode see somewhere too. look it up i know um yeah no i don't know i feel like i would be able to talk through whatever he's going through and yeah but i think it's a phase i also know toby's very um he gets super obsessive about something for, you know, a month, and then he's on to the next thing. So I know that yeah. about him, too. So to get a tattoo of, you know, rapper of the day, probably not a good idea. That's all.
1: Well, yeah, I don't think anybody should do anything permanent at this age. Yeah. Or I would have.
0: You would have looked like Lint from Rancid. Could have done <laughs> your head. Did he have the
1: head tattoo <sighs> back then, too? I think pretty early. I think I remember, not, no, not like when we're hanging up, but not that maybe rancid, early rancid days. I think that appeared. There was a lot of spiderweb elbows and heads back in this. Oh, yes. Sexy. 97, 98. I don't know. No, it is sexy
0: to certain people, just not to me. I can have my likes and dislikes, right?
1: Yeah, and if you're in the music business, if you're doing fine, it doesn't True. matter. Or a lot of people work at record stores, it doesn't matter. People in the film business have mm-hmm. tattoos. It's like it might come with some judgment, but it might be something you'll never have to worry about. So depending on your career path, I don't think it's a good choice at 15 to make right. a permanent decision no. like that. No, but I but think can, it's can Do you have consequences like are you like we're going to kick you out kind of thing if you get one? Or No,
0: no, no. I think it would just be like, okay, now we're dealing with this. So at what point, but that's more like you have to be 18 anyway. So when he gets to be 18, he can make his own choices. I guess I'm just giving him the perspective of, you know, this may not be something you want forever. Maybe it is. I don't know. But yeah, you really have to think about it.
1: That's good. I mean, at this age, yes. And then 18, you get to release all control.
0: How Mm, would that be? that will be great. Know it well. Really? I don't think you do. I think you're always going to be worried. I mean, our mom still worries about us, and we're like nearing very near midlife. Yes.
1: Wow. It's this is further. all fascinating. It's Sorry further. if I got a little uh, snippy. Did I? I get.
0: Uh, no, you're welcome to have your opinions. I like it because it does put me in check. It makes me, I'm not perfect. At all Neither
1: am I yeah. I also
0: am an asshole No Yeah Often. you are No I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: But you know what's Punk. nice We can have a dialogue And it doesn't matter Prude Uptight square What if I just called you A square You're real Straight edge oh, yeah.
0: oh. <laughs> The thing
1: was though That drives me nuts Is back. you were doing Crazier stuff Than I was Secret I was just Vocal about What I was doing girl. Yep. you were straight A, but you were doing all the drunk driving and marijuana sniffing and all the <laughs> bad stuff. And I was barely doing anything. Wow, well, I was blamed for it all. No, you know, I, I kind of hung around some
0: lunatics. Well, you were overt with stuff. I was covert, and that's probably part of our personalities. I don't know, but yeah, we were both doing. Um, we we're testing out all those waters, and I'm actually I'm kind of glad I got it out of my system in high school. And then I went to college and I could focus a little better because I think I'm probably doing a disservice by protecting my kids so much now that they're entering high school phase and they're going to go wild when they go to college. If they ever get out of the house right now, we're bunkered down forever. (laughs) And there's no, I even asked Toby, I go, do you want me to like grab a bunch of kids, get you going to the mall? Do you want to join some hiking groups? I don't know how to like get him out socializing because he's got his four little buddies, just gamers. He's like, no, yeah. I've got my friends. It's cool, and I'm like, that's okay. fine.
1: Though he just might be one of those kids that has yeah. only a few friends,
0: which will and keep then him those inside kids... with me, and then I can watch him, and he will never drink until he's twenty-one. Yay! Perfect. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. I think you
1: have it all figured out, and you're a good mom. Oh my god, and I'm how did this turn you have...
0: into like cool punk memories to me parenting again? I'm sorry,
1: because I'm still angry. <laughs> I know. I'm,
0: just I'm gonna... a parent
1: figure.
0: <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna get. I want to go mosh in my
1: bedroom. I know. I'm gonna give you a
0: big pillow of me, and you can punch <laughs> it. And then one of your cat. I actually. Oh, I shouldn't give it away. But what? Oh, you got you. a birthday present? Yes, we have a birthday girl. She's gonna be. Oh, on Monday it's my
1: birthday, everybody. Yeah. I know. Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting. One. I. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Are you going out to dinner? Doing any big wonderful things? Should I? Uh, I think they're locking down the universe again. I don't know what's going to happen. I, know. I was invited to Jennifer Martin's house for a backyard birthday thing. Good, do that on Saturday, and good. I could maybe come down Sunday. We oh, could good. talk about this later, though, and not on a national <laughs>
0: podcast. <laughs> global, we are global. Yeah. Which oh, I'd like to global. thank the friends in uh, Great Britain. We were just on the charts in Great Britain. Oh, I love those. So many charts, my soggy to say thank you to all these fun people in fun countries. We had uh, India, we did Iceland. I did do a post about Iceland. But anyway, you'll see those pop up on your yeah, social media. So.
1: India and Iceland and Morocco and Kurdistan and what else do we have? Uh, Italy. Italy. Greece. I love their cheese and we got Greece and my moved to Nice actually. And I love all you I was gonna say foreigners. You can't say that now. Don't say that. No. <laughs> Very good. Woo. Thank you. And no, you guys are great. And yes. uh, who's our lovely friend who is from Finland? I think we were charting in Finland. Oh, I know. And someone has. Uh, uh, we have the
0: cutest little. I knew. Yeah. yeah yeah we need to I'll make a post about her too we met her and we did little promos for each other's podcasts which is super yeah. fun because we don't know finish but we, we said something I'm not sure what it was but that was fun <laughs> she's but, so cute Yeah, she's like, I love mouse and weens. I know I know it all really right, is heartwarming thank you everybody for listening everybody all over the globe everybody, you guys we are love great you. and our, our patrons too thank you to our patrons if um, anyone wants to support us uh it does give us lots of excitement to know that people are paying to listen to us oh my goodness and that just validates everything so thank you very much you guys you get swag and Yay. t-shirts are coming I'm or i told them to pick out any piece of gear on our merch website and i'm sending it to them so i'm waiting to hear
1: okay. and let's try to Wait, get our
0: more i totally cut you off again but let's try to get our
1: buddy sean or dave barley yes and uh because we have a super green day fan too or who is our who's the person that loves green day so much oh yeah trouble trouble uh,
0: seth we're gonna um let's throw his promo in here everybody let's listen to seth here we go
1: hello you're listening to treble treble a music podcast and i'm your host seth throughout our bi-weekly adventure through music we will discuss one album at a time an album is an adventure through an artist's mind music is like a language what message are these artists trying to get across we will examine the stories behind the albums themes and my favorite lyrics through a queer lens make no mistake this podcast is for everyone come as you are i hope you'll join me and maybe a guest or two along the way as we build our connection to music make sure to subscribe to treble treble podcast and leave a review if you enjoyed your adventure rock on young savior and don't give up your hopes
0: there we go treble treble you guys have to check them out i've in love with this podcast after hearing the green day episode so it's really good it's sweet sentimental it's really good so check it out okay we'll try to get some more stories yay anything else means i know
1: no i just want to say that i love you and i'm so glad that uh we got through a lot of our childhood angst yours especially and we're Mm -hmm. here now and we're able to talk to each other and i give you a big hug and i think you're a beautiful wonderful sister and our sweet mother i think she was a great mom there was a little rough times yes. with you but you've turned out okay and i just want to say we love you mom and i love you joe mouse
0: i love you too okay. i know and i'm sorry i stabbed you with the pen and scraped all the skin off your yeah that was in that one fight. Up. And pulled your hair and punched your nose and made a blood trail and knocked you out of the house.
1: She was the worst. Can I just tell you? I'm sorry. I never punched you. I never did anything bodily harm. You were you bad. You did pull my hair. You were bad. And that's why I went to I Gilman Street and hung out with sweet people and got out all my energy in the mosh pit healthily.
0: Thank you. Okay. And breaking into my window and stealing my money and clothes. You deserved it at that point.
1: Uh-uh. You took skin from me. <laughs> i just took a few dollars look at your wrist is it back did it grow back all right moving on anyway <laughs> thank you i'm glad that you've got oh,
0: yes thank you you can hear the whole story on uh, our sister fight episode we oh, talked Christ. all about it all right. all right i love you weans you're the best happy early love birthday we made thank it thank you all right we'll see you guys ciao, ciao. bye This holiday at T-Mobile, it's not about how far apart we are. It's about how close we can be. So we're bringing out our best deal. Right now, get the iPhone 12 on us on every single plan with eligible iPhone trading. So I can FaceTime with my sister in Savannah. That's right. The iPhone 12 on us on every plan on America's largest 5G network. It's time to holiday on with T-Mobile. With 30 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us for well-qualified buyers. Qualifying consumer plan required. See coverage and offer details at T-Mobile.com. Lowe's has all the top gifts for home this holiday. Like Craftsman tool storage made in the USA and available in a selection of sizes. Starting at $198. And right now, get a special price on a Lenovo smart clock with Google Assistant for just $24.99. Shop gifts in-store or from home on our app and Lowe's.com with free shipping on thousands of items or pick up curbside for contactless service. Valid November 22nd through December 31st. U.S. only.